Please stand with us and sing.
Pressing onward, pushing every hindrance aside Out of my way, cause I want to know you more I want to know you, I want to hear your voice I want to know you to touch you I want to see your face I want to know you more I want to know you I want to hear your voice I want to know you more I want to touch you I want to see your face I want to know you more Amen and please be seated Will you open your few Bibles to the book of Exodus we are actually going to start at verse 9 I know it says 12 in your bulletins but we're going to start a little bit earlier in verse 9 so if you have a pew Bible, it's page 69. If you have a large print uh, in the Old Testament, it's actually page 99 because we're going to start uh, the page before since I'm adding a few verses to our reading this morning. We are going to read about Moses on the mountain with God. And if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? amen. Starting with verse 9 of chapter 24. Then Moses and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu and 70 of the elders of Israel went up and they saw the God of Israel. Under his feet, there was something like a pavement of sapphire stone, like the very heaven for clearness. God did not lay his hand on the chief men of the people of Israel. Also, they beheld God and they ate and they drank. And the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and wait there, and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandment which I have written for their instruction. And so Moses set out with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God, and to the elders he had said, Wait here for us until we come to you again, for Aaron and her are with you. Whoever has a dispute may go to them. And then Moses went up to the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. And the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the cloud. And now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. And Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I want Jesus to walk with me. 
Jesus to walk with me all along my pilgrim journey. Lord, I want Jesus to walk with me. sorrows walk with me in my sorrows walk with me when my heart within is aching Lord I want Jesus to walk with me troubles walk with me in my troubles walk with me when my life becomes a burden Lord I want Jesus to walk with me gracious God, we thank you and we praise you for gathering us here. And Lord, we ask that you bless the words of our mouth and the thoughts of our minds so that all that we do and all that we say will be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, our Lord, we pray. So after our weeks of walking through the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, we finally deviate into the Old Testament here this Sunday as we have this reading about Moses climbing up Mount Sinai to meet God. Now verse 10 tells us that when, even before Moses went off on his own, when Moses and his brother and a couple other guys and, and even more of the elders of Israel, when they went up onto Mount Sinai in order to meet God, when they went over to this, this holy place that they were invited to be in order to meet God, they saw God. 
God. And in the Old Testament, God is, is this revered, really basically feared God. And they saw God. And, and this is why I started us a few verses earlier, because I find this verse very powerful. It says that under his, under God's feet, there was something like a pavement of sapphire stone, like the very heaven for clearness. Now, other translations say that this means that, that this stone, whatever it was, this pavement of sapphire stone was as clear as the sky itself. But I love this verse that it's almost like we don't really understand what they're getting to. It was like the very heaven for clearness. Now, something that they witnessed was just plain majestic. It was, I think, even more profound than we can ever imagine. And so they go to meet God, to, to see God. And here they find God standing on something that is like the very heaven for clearness. I love that verse. And then the following verses tell us that Moses and Joshua start to go up Mount Sinai, and then Moses needs to go up the rest of the way on his own, and, and he needs to pass through the clouds, and, and then he needs to go up and to be there with God. Not he doesn't need to, he gets to go up and be on Mount Sinai with God for 40 days and 40 nights unbelievable this is such a profound thing and then we know that when Moses comes down from Mount Sinai what does he have with him the Ten Commandments exactly he has with him the Ten Commandments now I find it so interesting how in the Old Testament God is kind of feared and revered but then in the New Testament we get to see God in a new way we get to see God through Jesus who is God's son and God and Jesus is the definition of God being down to earth I mean literally Jesus is down to earth he is down here with us the definition of down to earth and Jesus, he's not something that's feared. I mean, all of the other religious leaders at that time, they wanted to be feared, but not Jesus. Jesus was with the people. Jesus was for the people. He wasn't feared at all. He had this, like, cool, like, hip kind of side to him, it seems, at least when we read through the, the New Testament. He was cool, and he was down to earth, and he was with the people. So we get to meet God in a new way through Jesus, not as someone who is feared, not as someone who is always revered, but as a down-to-earth God. But then there's this one moment. If you want to open up your Bibles when you get home, take home your bulletin. Don't just recycle them. Recycle them at home today. And read our other readings from our lectionary, especially the gospel lectionary. And if you read the gospel lectionary, you're going to read about the other mountaintop experience that happens to be in the New Testament this day. And in this other mountaintop experience, as I told the kids this morning, that's when Jesus and two of his disciples go up onto a mountain again. And they go up onto a mountain. And when they get up there, there's Elijah and Moses and the disciples are super confused. And then Jesus transfigures right in front of them. His, his clothes become like dazzling white. I actually think that maybe we should steal this line from Exodus chapter 24, verse 10, that he became like the very heaven for clearness. That's what happened with Jesus when he went up onto the mountain and when his disciples came with him. There was this Mount Sinai experience when Jesus, instead of just being his regular down-to-earth self that everybody got to know and got to respect and got to love, Jesus showed his divinity in front of some of his disciples and it was like the very heaven for clearness shone through him you know I've told you that when I get to heaven I want to have like a movie I really hope that there's some kind of movie theater
theater because I want to see these events happen. This is on my movie theater request for God when I get to heaven. I want to see what this was like. It must have been magnificent. And it's not just that I want to see what it was like, but I also want to see the looks on the disciples' faces. Now I'm going to let you go. You'll read on your own what the gospel text says about the transfiguration but really the disciples that are up there are completely dumbfounded i mean they're trying to put up tents for elijah and moses who aren't even alive in this world and that little time that they're living in and they don't know what to do and they're all flustered that's i would really love to see that wouldn't that be some good television it would have been really really entertaining but we get to see when suddenly at this transfiguration experience it, it that this Mount Sinai experience comes back, back to Jesus, and Jesus becomes like the very, he the very heaven for clearness. Now, the good news is that even though we don't get to experience God like Moses did, and even though we don't get to be on a mountaintop with Jesus, we still get to experience God in our lives. We still get to search for God and, and find God, whether we go hiking up a mountaintop to be in search for God, where maybe the air is a little bit thinner and we need a, a staff to help us get all the way up there, whether we go hiking up a mountain to search for God, or whether we just start to do more good acts of kindness, those acts, those selfless acts that help us to feel good inside, we can all find God. And during the season of Lent, our goal is to get in a better relationship with God and to search for God and to find God. So we're about to start the season of Lent where for 40 days our goal is to find God and to feel God and to be in a closer relationship with God. Now maybe you want to go hiking up a mountain. Maybe you want to go uh, take a chairlift up a mountain. That's probably what I'll do. But you know maybe you want to do something like that. But there are so many profound ways that we can be in search of God. Yes we don't get to go up Mount Sinai and I the same way as Moses did we don't get to be with Jesus like his disciples did but we still get to find God now on Friday night I had the teenagers here that's why our teenagers were prepared about what season we're about to start they kind of had a preview for it but so on Friday night I was here with the teenagers and I asked them if any of them have ever truly experienced God in like some kind of profound ways now before I say anything I want to ask you you don't have to say anything out loud just give me a little head nod if you've ever like really experienced God I just need to only me gauging I want to get some some understanding so some of you not everybody but some of you have had that experience where you've really experienced God. Now, now I asked the teenagers, I said, have you guys ever experienced God? Because that's our goal during Lent, is to, to find those moments where we can really truly experience God. And none of them had a moment that they could exactly name. They'd experienced things that were a little bit profound, but they didn't have a moment that they could exactly name. But the thing is that my hope and my prayer for them and for all of you is that somehow, some way, on this journey of Lent, you can find and you can experience God. Now, sometimes we experience God in like mind-blowing, life-changing, profound ways. I mean, I know I was walking across the quad when I was a college student, wasn't expecting anything to happen. I was pledging a sorority, so I was probably a little tired at the time, but I was just walking across the, God when so at the quad when suddenly God stopped me right in my tracks. I said, Elizabeth, you need to go to summer. Sometimes we have those really big, profound ways where we experience God. Other times we have these majestic ways where we experience God. I remember the, one of the first times that I can truly name was when I was uh, a kid with my best friend, Megan, and we were in the cow pasture because I grew up 
with cows, more cows than people. And so we were in the cow pasture, and then this rainstorm just came down, and it was like this magnificent sheet of rain coming towards us with the sun shining. And it was just this most profound moment, and the two of us just stood there in awe of this moment, wished that we could put pa- push the pause button because it was amazing. And somehow, someway, in that profound moment, we experienced God. We experience God when when we give birth to our children and and even though we go through excruciating pain, suddenly time stops and we wish that we could just relive that moment all over again. Sometimes we experience God when we do a good act, when we do a good deed, when we do something to help someone else, when we talk to a stranger that we're suddenly not afraid to talk to, when we do something, sometimes we experience God in that way. So my goal for all of us during this season of Lent is that we can experience God. Now, maybe you remember last year when Rabbi Alex, Rabbi Alex Lazarus Klein, when he came here, a lot of you were here when he was here with us last year, and he actually talked about Mount Sinai, if you remember, and he said that in the Jewish tradition, Mount Sinai isn't always seen as a physical place. He said that they can name where, you know, they think that Mount Sinai is, but in the Jewish tradition, Mount Sinai isn't seen as much as a physical place, but as a spiritual place. So all of us can be on Mount Sinai at some point. We can all find Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai is just that spiritual place where we meet God, and we can all find our Mount Sinai. And we know from Jesus that Jesus didn't leave us orphaned when he went up to heaven, but instead he left us with what? Jesus left us with with what? Come on, guys, you can do this. The Holy Spirit, all right. I know I talk fast sometimes, but you you guys got this. Jesus didn't leave us orphaned, but he left us with the Holy Spirit. So we know we have the Holy Spirit. We know we can experience Mount Sinai. And if we put all of this together during the season of Lent, then we will be able to experience God in profound ways. And my goal as your pastor is for all of you to somehow, someway, be able to experience God in a profound way way. Now if we open up the New Testament and we look at Paul's letter to the Philippians, Paul says some really good things about how we can truly experience God. So I'll read this to you from Philippians chapter 4. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. If we want to experience God during the season of Lent, we can go hiking up a mountain. We can do as many good acts as we want. I recommend all of those things. But we can also follow Paul's advice. We can let gentleness be known to everyone. Friends, we live in a chaotic world, in case you haven't noticed. We live in a world that has people scared and chaotic and just fearful of everything. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. If you want to experience God, start with being gentle and know that the Lord is 
near. Here's what we learn is that through our good times and our bad times, the Lord is near. If you are going through the toughest time in your life, I promise you God is right there with you. If you are in the happiest time of your life and you are filled with joy, God is with you. Here's another way that we can experience God. Do not worry about anything. Is this easier said than done? Absolutely. It's so much easier said than done. But whenever we feel that worry coming over us, remember that Jesus said that by worrying, we do not add a single hour to the span of our lives. We can also, in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. When you are filled with joy, let God know. When you are brokenhearted and you need God's help, let God know. In prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let all of your requests be known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Friends, we are about to start the season of Lent. It is my favorite season because it is a season where we search for God. It is a season where we find our own Mount Sinai. It's a season where the Holy Spirit can be with us when we can experience God in profound ways. And you all look super bored, but I'm the only one excited here right now. <laughs> I'm like trying to give you my excitement. Guys, the season of Lent is serious, and yet it is so exciting. I want all of you to experience God. Because here's the thing. When we experience God, even when this world can be pretty sucky sometimes, God is good. Even when everything around us is crashing, God is good. Even when it seems like the world's on fire and we don't know what to do about it, God is good. That's what we learn when we experience God. God is good no matter what happens around. Let's join in a moment of prayer. Good and gracious God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for being our God and for being with us and for, for loving us even when we don't deserve it. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, which is a gift that you give us so that we're not alone in this world. We thank you for your presence, and we pray for those times when we can feel your presence, those times when we don't need to even believe that you exist because we can feel your presence in our lives. God, allow us to experience you this season of Lent. Let us prepare our hearts and minds for you during this season. And we pray this and every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I know he rescued my soul. His blood has covered my sin, I believe. I believe my shame is taken away 
my pain is healed in his name. I believe, I believe. Thou raise a banner, is my Lord has conquered the grave. My Redeemer lives, my Redeemer lives, my Redeemer lives, my Redeemer lives. my soul his blood has covered my sin I believe I believe my shame he's taken away my pain is still in his name I believe I believe I'll raise a banner the grave, my Redeemer lives, my Redeemer lives, my Redeemer lives, my Redeemer lives. You lift my burdens, and I rise with you, dancing on this mountaintop to see your kingdom come. My Redeemer lives, 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 my Redeemer lives. 